I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Your Business Boost Podcast. It's Michelle Broadbent here and thank you for joining me again today. I hope that, first of all, you have had a chance to listen to last week's episode of Your Business Boost. It was one where I talked about that first crucial step that you need to take before you start doing your planning for next year. And that is to get really, really clear on who you want to be in 2023. So I'm hoping that you have either been able to set aside some time in your calendar in the very near future for you to actually do this deep thinking before you start your planning, or maybe you've already had time to give this some thought, in which case I'm really excited for you. And I'm hoping that today's episode is going to give you some tactics around that business part of you for next year that are going to help you boost your business and help you become that woman that you want to be or embody her right from the outset. And these are some things that you could do in your business that can help you get there. I will caveat this episode by saying that this is not Michelle's shopping list of all the things that successful business owners do, okay? I am very, very much about the fact that there is not one pathway to success. There is no magical destination land, you know, called success where all, you know, millionaire business owners hang out. There are different ways to get there and there are different versions of what success looks like. So this is very much an episode to get you thinking, you know, to get those wheels turning before you just start doing your solid planning about what you could do next year, not what you should do to boost your business. That's why I am and always will work one-on-one with female business owners to provide those tailored solutions to them on their terms that enable them to live the life that they want to live, to build the business that they want to build, and that's what I want for you. I'm not saying that all successful business owners have done all of these. This is not the fast track to a million dollars. In fact, some of these things that I'm going to talk to you about may end up costing you money in the short term, but they are going to have an impact on your business. But I think I will start by just saying that The biggest lesson that every business owner has learned in the wake of COVID when it hit back in March 2020 was that you cannot rely on just one source of revenue in your business. Putting all of your eggs in one basket is a pretty risky strategy. And while I will never tell you exactly what you should do without having full visibility in your business, I really encourage you to consider having multiple revenue streams in your business. Now, how many multiples and how big and small they all are are 
entirely up to you, but I'm going to give you some suggestions today of some things that you could consider implementing into your business next year to give it a bit of a boost. So let's start where most of you are at. If you are typical of my listeners, you are a service provider and you are your business. So um, you're the product, you're the deliverer of the goods. So let's talk about one-to-one service delivery because I really want to encourage you to think about how you could deliver what you deliver in a more efficient but still giving the same value to your clients, still helping them get those those results and have those transformations, but how could you deliver it in a different way next year that is going to have a really positive impact on your business? And, you know, like I said earlier, this is to get the cogs turning, all right? Because so often as service providers, we get fixated on one way of delivering. But maybe by that one way that you're delivering, you're actually making it harder to retain clients, for example. Maybe you're making it harder to even get clients in the first place. So something that I'm noticing as a trend now is that people's pockets are no longer as deep as they were. So a couple of years ago, when everyone was fueled by jog keeper payments, everyone was paying for stuff upfront. It was like, yep, give me the price for the year and I'll pay you upfront. Whereas now there is a real trend towards um, like monthly payments or periodic payments. So is it the fact that you are like a, you know, you must pay for 12 months upfront kind of person? Could that be prohibiting people from actually working with you? On the flip side, are you only selling single sessions? To work with you, but you know that you can actually really get that transformation for your clients in three sessions or five sessions, or maybe it's like monthly sessions for six months or whatever works for your business. I'm encouraging you at this point to think about different ways in which you can still deliver that transformation, but just make it easier for people to work with you. It's definitely where I have seen the biggest growth in my own business was when I packaged up my services. I went from delivering single sessions and basically got to the end of every session. And then I'm like, do you want to have another one? And then I'd be selling at the end of every session with someone. And now I don't need to do that anymore. And it is so much better, way more predictable for me in terms of like revenue. I know what's coming in. And it also helps my customers in terms of their budgeting. And it just takes the pressure off having to sell at the end of every single session. So have a think about that. Um, Something else that you could consider in terms of that one-to-one service delivery is like some really high touch offering like a VIP day or something where, you know, someone can completely immerse themselves in your world and you spend like a huge, like an intense amount of time with them. So, you you know, you kind of get in and get out and you deliver absolute gold, but it is done in quite a short, intense amount of time. So you will often see these advertised as like VIP days or elite intensive days or, you know, use whatever language is comfortable for you. But that is a really great way to um, get fast results for your clients, but also not taken up a lot of dates in your calendar over a long period of time. 
The other thing that you can consider to boost your business next year is to collaborate with other business owners to deliver a service. So there would be other business owners who would be talking to your potential clients and may already be working with your potential clients. And this is a really great way to join together and deliver the gold to someone like a one-stop shop. Um, So I'm thinking like people like copywriters and web designers joining together or employment lawyers and HR specialists or tax accountants and bookkeepers. Um, I've got a client who has, she created a hub for children who were on the spectrum and had additional needs. And what she did was she pulled in like an occupational therapist, a speech therapist, counsellors, psychologists. She ran workshops for parents, but she thought of everything that a family in that situation would need and then essentially provided like a one-stop shop. So what is that one-stop shop that you could set up? with the people that you know in your network, or maybe you don't know them. Maybe you could go and seek them out and look for those people that you could collaborate with to provide exceptional service to your clients or potential clients. It might not necessarily be like for an ongoing relationship either. I see this work really amazingly with events, like doing collaborations of people coming together to create really awesome events that speak to multiple different people's audiences because they've kind of all bandied together and brought people in. And that can be like a real life event um, or perhaps something online. So I remember earlier this year, Tina Tower did her women online event and um, she was the one that organized it, but she pulled in her business buddies who were doing like really amazing things in the online space. And they all shared their stories and tips and that kind of thing. And then from that event, she actually launched her Empire Builder. Not sure if it was the the official launch or if it was like a special launch to the women who were there in the room. But think about what you could offer to, you know, to, to potential clients, maybe as a one-off event style, as opposed to an ongoing service delivery model. Speaking of events, they are a really great way to boost your business, whether you run your own or you piggyback onto someone else's. So you could run your own in-person workshop. You could be a speaker or a presenter into someone else's event or present into someone else's group membership or mastermind online. Um, I really am seeing the benefits of being back in person though, I have to say that is where I personally have experienced like big peaks of um, activity in my business by being in the room with people and actually connecting with them. And if you are the organizer of those events, yes, that is a hell of a lot of work, but the rewards are enormous and you then get to kind of shape it and craft it the way that you would want it to be. If that's not your jam, then absolutely tapping into other people's events. A couple of episodes ago, back in episode 82, I had Jamie Abbott on here and she talked about getting paid to speak and that 
that is absolutely a fantastic way to boost your business next year by um, getting more paid speaking gigs and presenting into other people's communities, especially, you know, if it's a room full of your ideal clients, it's a really great way to boost your business. Then thinking a little bit differently, and this is, you know, because I'm talking specifically here to service-based business owners, think about potentially adding physical products into your mix. So where I see this a lot is um, in areas like the fitness industry. They have all sorts of products that they align with their services. It can be things like fitness equipment, yoga mats, that kind of thing, or it could be meal planners or fitness diaries or things like that. Anything branded that that is going to, you know, remind people of of how brilliant you are is never a bad thing. Um, I've got OTs who sell like sensory toys, but you know, things that they that they can give to their patients, but they they sell that and it's all branded and that is another way of adding revenue streams to your business because those sorts of things purchased in bulk are ridiculously cheap and you can sell them for a markup. Uh, a lot of people have stationery as part of their offerings, to-do lists, planners, that kind of thing. Really great ways of just sort of adding in extra um, sources of revenue into your business. Speaking of products, they don't have to be physical products. They could be digital products. There is, It's never been easier to create digital products thanks to the fabulousness of Canva. There are limitless options with digital products, things like ebooks. It's so easy to self-publish now. You know, is there something that you could sell for like a really tiny amount of money that's going to be high volume? One of my very clever clients, she's launching like an online planner this year, which ties into a book that she's launching early next year. So think of, again, when you're looking at that big picture of your year, how can you enhance everything? Like at every touch point, how can you enhance your client's experience? How can you get more clients in the door? Digital products are a really great way to do this. The other thing that I see that sells really well are like industry reports. So if you are in an industry where, um, you know, you, that data really matters, um, and I'm thinking like, of clients that I know in like the property industry or the recruitment industry or um, like money kind of finance people, um, they make money from sharing like industry reports and information and insights and predictions and trends. I remember I used to work with a lady a long time ago and she was a trends forecaster. She was a very she was a very wealthy woman because her job was to listen to this for a job. She got to go to all of the fashion shows all around the world and like she was on top of all the trends and then she would go and feed that back to big retailers all around the world and the fashion houses and all of that sort of thing. But she used to charge an absolute fortune. I mean, this was probably, God, I'm going to age myself here, but it was probably about 20 years ago. And I remember seeing her invoices coming across my desk, just going, holy hell, this woman is like making an absolute killing by essentially telling people like what colors are going to be trendy next 
year. Then she would shrink that down and she would have like reports that she would sell and forecast and she'd do workshops and stuff around that. So I'm going completely off on a tangent here, but what I'm trying to illustrate is that you know stuff that your industry probably really values. So look at a way of delivering that um, in in a way that can be a different source of revenue than just your one-on-one service offering. Speaking of digital products, let's talk about online programs. So this is a great alternative revenue stream as a service-based business owner if you have something that you can sell in a group setting, okay? There is like a much lower barrier to entry to do this now. It's, you know, it, it comes across as like this easy way to make money, but you do need to have a very engaged following. You need a big email list. You need good social media numbers to do this in order to succeed. You can take the leap and build as you go, but it is going to take you longer and it is also going to take a while for you to actually see like a really positive impact on your business. But It is a really great alternative revenue stream. The world has changed quite a bit when it comes to this sort of stuff. People are a lot more discerning. I think those big, 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 massive bells, whistles, launches, people are onto it now. They they know they know the way it all works. And I'm going to be really interested to see how this plays out next year. I think there's always going to be a place for this stuff, but how it is promoted is it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. But you do need to be able to sell, 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 sell. This is not for the shy and retiring. You need to be able to market your ass off to get this stuff out there into the world. Um, So as I said, really low barrier to entry, but you do need to have the audience to sell to and you must have something that is adding value. There's so much free stuff out there that if you're going to be charging for this, um, you need to be able to deliver the goods. But it's not passive income though. I will not use that term or phrase. I know some people use the word passive income for online programs, but it's not passive. It's freaking hard work. So um, yes, but definitely fun and enjoyable if that's your thing. Speaking of online, online memberships as well. This is a great way of instilling some recurring revenue into your business and keeping people in your world as well. So if someone's worked with you um, maybe one-on-one and you've kind of gone as far as you can with them one-on-one, but they want to keep in your world, having some kind of membership is really great. Same as if you've got an online program, you can tip them into a membership or you can just create a membership from scratch. Um, But that is a way of having like recurring revenue in your business. Another way that you can boost your business, not necessarily a big money earner, but definitely a credibility piece is writing a book. Now you do need time to do this, but I'm sure, you know, they do say everyone has got a book in them. And I really believe that. Like I do think that everyone has got a story to tell and has got brilliance to share. Um, 
a lot of people, particularly in that sort of thought leadership space, look at a book as like a pimped up business card. So it's it's a it's it's a way of sort of nailing down your credibility. You have to sell a lot of copies of a book for it to make you money and for it to become a bestseller. But it is definitely a way of boosting your business, and um, it is again really easy these days to self publish. Like you don't need to have a relationship or an agreement with a a publisher in order to publish a book. So look, the list goes on and on and on. I could break a lot of these things down even further. There are many other revenue streams that I haven't even really touched on here. But what I wanted to illustrate here for you is that there are different ways that you can boost your business. But what it comes down to ultimately is knowing your customer really, really well before you decide which way you're going to go, you need to really know what your clients want. And I am sort of flagging this here because sadly, I have seen women who have shut down their entire service delivery business to focus on like launching an online education piece or creating a membership model and it's tanked. It's tanked. And they have had like zero revenue because their clients didn't want to learn how to do it. They wanted that person to keep doing it for them. And it was, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of a specific person and it was absolutely devastating. Like it was really, really upsetting to see what that did to her because not, not only is she shut down, like she wasn't doing any face-to-face client work for three months while she built this program and then, you know, put all her hopes and dreams on it and it tanked. So, do not put all of your eggs in one basket, but really, really get to know what it is that your clients want. Now, in saying that, <laughs> what did, what did, I think it was at Henry Ford that said the thing about if I asked my clients what they wanted, they would have said more horse and carriage. So, you know, if you feel that you're like, you know, if you know your clients well enough to know that they're ready for something, um, then, you know, because sometimes your, your clients will try and keep you squished in a box, right? But I think it comes down to knowing yourself and knowing your clients and sort of merging that knowledge together and positioning yourself as that person that they need to go to to get the thing, whatever that thing is and however it is delivered. You have to know yourself. You need to know what you want to be doing. I mean, I know people that would rather stick a fork in their eye than collaborate with anyone. They just, they're a lone wolf. They want to just work alone. Um, And that's fine. Like, remember, coming back to who you want to be in 2023. Does 2023 you want to stand up on stage and and do public speaking and get paid for it? Or would you rather hide behind your laptop and create like really beautiful content that you can sell that's going to give immense value to your industry? Like just think about what it is that you want to do. There is probably a million ideas firing now that I've talked about all of this and that's good. That's what I want. That's my aim is to get you thinking, okay? And if you need a hand 
working through those ideas and making a solid plan to bring them to life, get in touch. This is exactly what I can help you with. We can map out a killer service model for you for next year. We can map out the plan for your entire business for next year. I am offering private planning days. I have got no more spots left this side of Christmas, but I do have capacity in January or February if you're not going to be starting your new year till February. So please get in touch at michelle at michellebroadbent.com.au. I've also had a couple of people get in contact with me about my annual planning day. Now, this time last year, I was in full promo mode around my annual planning day, which I ran early January. I am not going to be running one this year. The reason why is because I am going on holidays. I had to weigh up the pros and cons around whether or not I could run this at a reasonable point in the calendar that was going to keep everybody happy. And it is an incredible amount of work to pull something like this together. You know, I don't just kind of slide in and and deliver and jump back out again. There's obviously a hell of a lot of promotion that's involved um, and preparation and logistics behind the scenes. And what I found last year was that was all happening while I was on holidays. So not ideal. And it was stuff that was unavoidable. You know, I'm all about getting our businesses set up for holidays, but there was things I had people registering at, you know, 7.30 p.m. the night before, which God loves love you women that do that, but that's really stressful when you are trying to, you know, come home from holiday and get your life sorted and you've got someone emailing you going, I can't access the link to register. You know, it's not a criticism. It is just the way that it is. But I said to myself back then, this is not going to happen again next year and it's not happening this year. So um, I'm sorry if you have been waiting for me to start promoting that, but it is not going to happen this year. Instead, I'm doing these private planning days, which is where I can have much more impact because I am helping you create a personalized plan for your business. So if you are interested in having me help you one-on-one, please get in touch um, because I would love to support you. So thank you so much as always for having me in your ears today and for just supporting me all through the year, whether you've been listening, whether this is your first episode or your 86th episode, I really, really do value you letting me in your ears every week. It really means the world to me. And I've got something really special for you next week, particularly if you have not prepared your Christmas wish list, you're going to really enjoy next week's episode. But until then, have a great week and I'll catch you next time. 